to you. God wants you to walk out of here delivered, set free. Amen. With, with confidence and faith in the God that you serve. Amen. I believe that. I feel the Holy Ghost, and I believe God is going to do that here today. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. We're going to give a reading at verse 35. Mark chapter 4. And begin reading at verse number 35. And I go down to verse number 41. Verse 35 says, In the same day when evening was come, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when he had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Jesus arose and rebuked the wind. Everybody say, rebuked the wind. He arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he turned to his disciples and said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? And I want to talk to you from this passage here today about supernatural storms. Supernatural storms. Would you put your Bible down? I want you to take a moment to close your eyes, block everything out, and I want you to speak to the Lord right now and invite Him to have, have rain in your life today, have rain in your heart. Lord Jesus, we pray right now. We ask you, we know you're in this place. Your presence is here. You're ministering already. You've already been touching lives. God, we know that you have a work that you want to do and complete in someone's heart here today. And I pray, Lord, that, that I pray against every doubt. I pray against every fear. I pray against every attack of the enemy that would try to distract and keep someone from experiencing what you have for them today. I pray your will be accomplished. I pray your word go forth and accomplish what it desires to do today. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. We all have storm stories, don't we? If I ask you today, tell me a story of a storm that you lived through. I'm talking like natural storms, like tornadoes, hurricanes. Anybody ever had a tornado come through your town or somewhere very near you? Anybody from the south, southeast ever had a hurricane almost? You've experienced that? You know what it's like? We all have those kind of stories. Several years ago, a tornado came through Bridgeton right by New Life, made its way towards the airport, ripped some of the roof off the airport. It, if you, those of you that attend New Life if, and those that have, have visited there, you know, when you get on 70 here and you takes you right in there, once you pass under 270 and you continue on to 70 and then the next exit to St. Charles Rock Road, the, the road kind of comes around to a circle. You can make a right, a couple rights, then go and the church sits up on the hill. When you're exiting they're about to exit St. Charles Rock Road. There to the right, at least today, it's because it's been several years. You can look over there, and it's, it's 
wooded. There's trees. You can, you can look. You can see some houses kind of back up in there. But there's a lot of trees there. Well, when this tornado came through, it looked like a bulldozer had come down that hill. Several homes in that area were destroyed, just completely demolished. Trees just, just falling over it. It looked like a, you could see the path of the tornado. It was incredible. It was an incredible thing. That, that, that was a pretty crazy storm. If I remember it correctly, it came through on a Wednesday evening because we were at the sanctuary. And we all kind of found a place of shelter there. And so it was, it was on a, a night where I believe people were at church. It was just a crazy thing to see that. And growing up here in the Midwest, we just we have those kind of thunderstorms. And every once in a while, there'll be a tornado in the area. Those of you in Kansas, Oklahoma, you might know a little bit better living in Tornado Alley. There's just, and those storms can get scary. If it's, if it's the south, I used to live in the south, and we were in south Texas when Hurricane Ike came through. And we fled our home and went up to, to Dallas where my dad lived and stayed with him. And for the next for the couple of days there, I was glued to the Weather Channel, watching everything come through and seeing news reports, people standing down, news reporters standing down there in Galveston where Hurricane Ike just pretty much did a number on Galveston. But some of you didn't bring the picture, but some of you may have seen the picture of, of, of Galveston and the beach area there. There's a famous picture where there's just littered boards and, and siding from homes and, and uh, shingles from the roof, and there's one lone home sitting out there in the middle of the beach. Some of you might have seen it. It's an incredible picture. It kind of depicts just the, the devastation of the storm. Um, Elena, you can ask her, several years ago, we took a weekend cruise to the Bahamas, and... Anybody ever been on a cruise ship? Most of those cruise ships are so big that really, honestly, you can't really feel the boat moving that much. If you're really still and you think about it, and there's those moments where you kind of feel it rock there for a minute and you realize, hey, I'm on a boat. But most of the time, you can't tell. Been on several cruises, but this time, middle of the night came and the storm was so raging so much outside. That that boat was literally tossing, that huge ship literally tossing in the waves. To the point, I couldn't sleep. Elena couldn't sleep. We got up and met in the hallway. And I'm literally walking down the hallway. We are holding on to the walls of the hallway to keep from, getting, from falling over. Made our way up to one of the decks to where we could see outside. Of course, the decks were closed. You couldn't go outside on the decks of the ship. And, and the wind and, the, and, the, and the, you could see some of the... The caps on the way, the white caps on the waves. You could see the rain pelting in. You talk about feeling powerless. Storms have a way of making us feel powerless. Storms have a way of. I remember as a little kid, a tornado warning comes through. You hear the sirens go off, and as a kid, you realize there's nothing you can do about it. It's it's a scary time, and storms have a way of making us feel powerless. In our text today. The disciples felt that very same way. Now, just a few days before this storm hit, we find Jesus talking with some religious leaders. And they are accusing him of casting out devils with the help of Satan. And that's where Jesus said they crossed the line. You claim I'm doing this with the help of Satan. That's blasphemous. And Jesus got in this discourse with him and basically said, how can a house divided against itself stand? How can I cast Satan out in the name of Satan? Jesus basically told them, 
I cast Satan out my own power because I'm greater than he is. I'm bigger than he is. I'm more powerful than he is. There's nothing that I, I do that of my own accord. And Mark begins to lay out this scene. And Jesus, Jesus begins teaching his disciples that he has power over Satan. He calls, Mark begins to call in Mark 3 verse 13. He, he has disciples following him, but here he pulls 12 out and they go up into the mountain. And the Bible tells us that he called these 12, appointed them, verse 14, designated him as apostles to accompany him to be sent out for two reasons. This is why he called the 12. He sent them out, number one, to preach, and number two, to have authority to drive out demons. He sent them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. I want to pause here for just a moment and let you know, God has called you for a specific purpose. He may not have called all of you to preach. Every one of you might never stand behind a pulpit and open up the word of God and begin to preach God's word. You, that might not be your calling, but he has called you. And he does, has called you with a purpose. He's not only called you, but he's also given you power over Satan. He's given you power over the enemy. You do not have to be afraid. You do not have to walk around think you're some second-rate individual. You have been given power, and you have been given authority to tread on serpents, to cast out demons. You have been given authority, and God has given it to you and called you. I want you to know today you have been called and he has given you authority over the enemy. The very next day after he calls these 12 out and calls them to preach and to give them authority over Satan, Jesus launches into this teaching discourse and he begins to teach about the parable of the sower. And I want you to notice something at the beginning of this parable when he begins to explain what the parable means. I want you to notice the attack of Satan who steals the seed that is sown. Right off the bat, he tells him when the sower goes out to seed, goes out to sow the seed, that Satan comes and steals and tries to devour that seed away. But also notice as Jesus continues on in the parable that Satan cannot determine the fate of the other seed. Satan does not have power over the ultimate purpose and plan of God. And Jesus begins teaching, continuing teaching his disciples on the power he has given to them. Though Satan will attempt to keep this from happening, though Satan will attempt to keep God's will from being done, he will never be able to stop the inevitable worldwide growth and revival. Satan will never be able to stop. I want to tell somebody here today, you may feel like you've been under attack and you may feel like you've, you've grown discouraged and fearful and worried that God's going to complete his work in you. Let me tell you, nothing can stop the will and plan of God from being accomplished in your life. Somebody needs to hear that today. You don't need to be discouraged. You don't need to be fearful. God will accomplish what he sets out to accomplish in your life. Nothing can stop it. Not even the power of the enemy. However, the disciples had trouble, as usual, understanding what Jesus was trying to teach them. That's why he began to explain the parable to them. But they failed to understand. And what they didn't quite yet pick up and realize is they were the ones who would encounter satanic opposition as they preached. 
This wasn't some just nebulous sower out there that doesn't really have an identity. This was them. This was us. And you were going you to encounter opposition as you do God's will. But Jesus said, despite the opposition, you can expect overwhelming success in the growth of the kingdom of God. And that's where our text now opens. As Jesus commands his disciples, let's get in a boat and let's go to the other side. Now, the other side was the region of the Gerasenes, other, other, other books, the Gadarenes, however you want to call it. But that area was populated mostly by Gentiles. They were Jews there, but they were very strong Gentile um, influence. Just look at the pigs that come to the scene here eventually. Very uh, populated by a lot of Gentiles. And Jesus says, we're going to go to the other side. What they didn't realize is he, he's wanting to take the gospel not only to Jews now, but th there's, there's, there's a hint that the Gentiles, that more that this is for everybody. And so the disciples obeyed Jesus and found themselves in a life-threatening storm. Bible says, when the evening was come, he said, let's pass over to the other side. And they obeyed immediately. They got in the boats, and they began to head to the other side. Jesus sent away the multitude. They took him, but the Bible also says there were other little ships with them. That's always intrigued me. They all got into a boat and headed to the other side, and there were other little ships. So there were quite a few boats on the water that day, which tells me that they, they thought it was a good day for sailing. Maybe it was a clear day, no clouds in the sky, the sun was shining, it was a, a beautiful day, it's a great day for sailing, just a little bit of wind, just enough to pick up the sails and carry them across and get them there quicker maybe than they even hoped they could get there. Nothing to worry about it seems, everything's fine. Because when you obey Jesus, everything just works out fine, doesn't it? When you do what he asks you to do, everything just works out good. When you put in that application to come to Urshan, the UGST, I mean, from the moment you got accepted, hasn't it been clear sailing? I mean, you talk about beautiful day, sunshiny day, birds singing, rainbows and lollipops, just smooth. The Bible says in verse 37 that there arose a great storm of wind. In Matthew's account, the word that's used for great storm actually mean, often means earthquake. In other words, it was a sudden and violent storm that arose. Now, the Sea of Galilee was known for sudden storms. It was known for uh, just storms popping up out of nowhere, just how it sits and how it's located in between the mountain. It, it just it storm. It's known for storms to kind of pop up. But I want to propose to you today that I don't believe that this storm was just a natural storm today. I don't think this was just one of the run-of-the-mill surprise storms that popped up on the Sea of Galilee that day. First of all, sometimes storms come of our own making. Right? I mean, only you can blame yourself for your credit card debt. When you sin, there's consequences. I mean, there's storms. We, we can, we, sometimes we'll get in a storm and we'll start questioning God and blaming God and blaming other people when we really need to just stop, step back, and realize, hmm, maybe I caused this. Maybe it was because of some of the choices I made. 
So there are storms that pop up sometimes and it's just because of bad choices and bad decisions that we need to just realize, okay, I need to do what I can. Just throw me overboard, Jonah. But at other times, storms and oppositions come when we're do, all we're doing is obeying the word of the Lord. You didn't ask for it. You're just trying to do the right thing. You're just trying to obey the Lord. You, you just started getting up at 5 in the morning for the last week and praying and praying and praying and just believing God. And all of a sudden the next week starts and everything just breaks loose. Last week we focused on prayer and fasting and seeking God. And then it seems like all of a sudden beginning of this week some, people, some students have begun to face some of the biggest battles. Some of the big, just all, all we're doing is trying to please God and serve God. All we're doing is trying to do the right thing. God, I just want to please you. I came to Urshan because I'm following after your will. I'm just trying to do the right thing. And, and then why the storm? Fear and loneliness and hurt and struggle. And then not only did a storm arise, but Jesus is asleep in the middle of it. Doesn't it feel like that sometimes too? Trying to pray and your prayers aren't going above this ceiling and you're trying to, are you even here? Are you even around? Are you even, and, and we go to him just like the disciples did. Matthew, our master, wake up. Carest thou not that we perish? The disciples were filled with fear, despair. In the middle of the storm, the storms, especially supernatural storms, have a way of doing this to us, causing fear and worry to overwhelm us. I have seen fear with my own eyes at least twice in my life. About three years ago, I was lying in my bed, and I was awakened by a presence in my room. I opened my eyes, and I just caught the backside of a form leaving, walking out of my room. It scared me half to death. I wanted to pull the covers over my head and just... Scream, yell. So I got my composure and I got out of bed and I began to walk that house and plead the blood of Jesus, casting out. I knew it was a spirit of fear. I could feel it coming on. I could feel it throughout the last few weeks. I knew there was, I was starting to worry about things and the spirit of fear tried to come into my home. A couple weeks later, I was laying in bed again and I began on the left corner of my bed, I began to feel something pulling the covers from me. And again, I shook myself, and I looked down, didn't see anything at the foot of my bed, but I, you could feel that. And I knew it was the spirit of fear again. So I got up, and I began to walk around the house pleading the blood of Jesus and rebuking that spirit of fear. It hasn't bothered me since. haven't seen that since. But I realized I have power over the attack of Satan in my life. When things try to come against you, when the enemy tries to come against you, you have the power over the enemy. I'm not the type of person that looks for him, looks for the devil behind every, every fence post and behind every bush. I'm not, I don't want to give him credit for everything that happens in my life. But I do know there are moments in my life when he tries to step in, when the enemy tries to step in and discourage me and to bring fear and torment me. But I've got to realize in those moments I have power over the enemy. Jesus has given me power. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I don't know what fear you may be facing right now at the attack of Satan in your life. But I want to tell you, you do not have to be afraid. 
afraid. You don't have to be discouraged. You have the power. You have the authority. And you can have victory in Jesus' name. Somebody lift your hands to heaven right now and thank Him for the power that He's given you. Come on, somebody lift your voice and thank Him for the power that He has given you. The disciples were filled with fear, despair. And they called out to Jesus, You care we perish, Master? Verse 39 tells us He arose and He rebuked the wind. Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he turned to his disciples and said, why are you so afraid? Why is it that you don't have any faith? Mark tells us that Jesus rebuked the wind. This is Mark's third use of the Greek word epithemeo, the Greek word for rebuke. Both times prior, when Mark uses this word, Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 3. And then if you watch later on when he uses it three or four more times, every instance where Mark uses epitomeo, it is used in some way connected to demonic activity or influence. When Jesus rebuked the storm, he was speaking to Satan. I'm proposing that to you today that when he used that rebuke, that it was a demonically inspired storm. It was a supernatural storm. I don't believe it was something, some run-of-the-mill storm that just propped up on the Sea of Galilee that day. Because Jesus told the disciples, we're going to take this message to the other side. We have This message needs to reach more people. This message needs to get to more people. And we're going to get to the other side. And he had just spent days telling him, I've got power over the enemy. I don't cast out Satan in the name of Satan. I've got all power and I've got all authority and I'm calling you to preach but I'm also calling you and giving you the power and authority over the enemy so when Jesus stood to the bow of that boat and he said I rebuke you and I rebuke you Satan and immediately the storm ceased immediately the storm ceased I know the devil isn't a part of everything that happens to our lives. But I believe there are times when all we're doing is trying to obey God and trying to do the right thing. And all we want to do, we've got a call in our life. And we want to take this gospel to all the world. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a storm comes. And you're wondering, your head's spinning and you're in fear. Oh, God, do you care that I'm going to perish? I think he looks down at us sometimes and he says, don't you know, you have the power. You have the authority. You can speak to that storm and command it to cease. You can speak to that mountain and command it to be moved. Jesus was encouraging the disciples have more trust in their God-given power over Satan's opposition because at the end of Mark the Bible records that he has given us power in the name we, in his name we shall cast out devils. He's given us authority. He's given us the power Yes, there are storms that you caused, I caused. But there are other times you're just trying to do the right thing. 
And the devil wants nothing more than to stop you and discourage you. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. I've watched it in this student body. I've watched it over the last few years. I've seen it ever since I've been here. I've watched storms suddenly arise in the lives of young men and young women who are just trying to do the right thing. They're just trying to live for God. You talk about spending all their energy they can. They are literally trying their hardest to do what's right and to do the will of God. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a storm arises on their sea of their life. And they're in the boat. And they don't know what's going to happen. And they fear for their lives. And I've watched them become discouraged and get out of the boat and head back to the shore. When if they would have just realized that storm's nothing but a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you have been given the power and authority over that storm. Close your eyes for a moment. I want you to call, speak the name of Jesus for a moment. There's somebody here, you're in a storm, and you've been wondering where in the world it came from. How did this happen? How is it, God, are, are you even here? Are you even around me? Are you even with me? Have you left me? Are you even where? Can, can you hear my prayers? Do you know I'm even praying right now? I want you to know somebody here today, God has heard every single prayer. He knows what you've been praying. He knows what you've been hoping for. He knows what you've been believing for. He knows, and he wants you to know today that this attack you're under is not just an ordinary storm. It's a supernatural storm sent intended to, to knock you off course and to push you down and to get you discouraged and tell you that God really didn't call you and God really didn't have his hand on you and God really doesn't have a future for you. But the devil is a liar. The devil has no authority. That fear has no authority over you. Fear hath torment, but perfect love casts out all fear. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would experience the liberty and freedom that can only come from the love of God and the power of the Holy Ghost be set free today. In the name of Jesus. 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 As the musicians come today, God is reaching for someone. God is reaching for someone. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? You are a son. You are a daughter of the name. You carry the name of Jesus with you. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, yes, and every tongue will confess. But at the name of Jesus, demons tremble and the devils run scared because you've got the power of the one true God living down inside. What do you have to be afraid of? What do you have to fear? You can stand on the bow of the ship of your life and look out that storm that's so dark and the wind's blowing so strong up against you but you can stand and through the wind and through the rain and through the storm you can speak the name of Jesus and declare victory over that storm won't you stand with me right now would you 
If you're seeking the Lord, go ahead and seek God. That's fine. Would you stand with me right now? Would you lift your hands to heaven? I want somebody to lift up your fear to him. I want somebody to lift up that torment you've been going through right now. Some of you have been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Some of you waiting for the bottom just to drop out of everything. And the devil's got you so confused and got you so scared. And the enemy's trying to torment you and tell you you've made the wrong turn. You might as well give up and turn this in. You might as well give up and don't keep going forward. But let me tell you, when you got in the boat at Urshan, when you got in the ship here on this campus, let me tell you, Jesus is in this place too. And he told you, he promised you, we're going to the other side. On the other side, there's call and ministry. On the other side there's revival. On the other side there's your purpose and your plan and you're going to get there. Don't worry about the storm. Don't worry about the wind. Don't worry about the waves because it's just the enemy trying to discourage you and get you to give up and go back to safety. No. Stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. Get Jesus beside you and begin to speak to the wind and the waves and command the peace be still but I want you to find a place to pray I have more to say today but I'll leave that to another time I want you to find a place to pray if you want us come to the altar we've got room for several here if you want to come and lay before the Lord or stand or kneel if you want to find a place in an aisle or at your seat if you feel led to pray with somebody I believe God is going to bring victory God is going to bring deliverance I want you to intercede I want you to pray I want you to declare the goodness of the Lord I want you to declare the name of of this is Jesus. how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is how, how I fight my battles. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Declare, declare, declare. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, this is how. This, this is, is how, how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my Somebody, you're in a battle, this but you've got victory. You've got victory. This is how I fight my battles. Lord. This is how I fight my battles. 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 This is how I fight my battles.
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I want you to seek the Lord. Come on, somebody. I want you to press through. Come on, somebody. Intercede right now. The Lord is in this place. There's breakthrough available for you. There's healing. There's deliverance available. There's freedom from those burdens available. Come on, somebody. Press through. Press through. Press through. Begin to speak. Begin to speak. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to declare liberty in the Holy Ghost. Begin to take authority over every lie. Every, every discouragement begin to take authority in Jesus' name. Come on, seek Him. Come on, seek Him. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, come on, somebody. Yes, this is all fight my battle. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, somebody here. You haven't spoken in tongues in a while. You need to speak in the tongues right now. You need to begin to pray in the Spirit. You need to begin to pray in the Spirit. Come on. If you haven't spoken in tongues in a while, it might feel uncomfortable, but you're apostolic. You're Holy Ghost filled. You let those tongues come forth. You let that, that praying in the Spirit, let that come forth right now and begin to pray right now in Jesus' name. Come on. Begin to pray. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight the battles. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I don't want to interrupt anything that's happening. We're going to continue to pray here. But I, I feel to share this, this just a moment I want because I want to really help somebody. We, we've been given weapons. Weapons that are not carnal. Weapons we use to fight supernatural storms. And sometimes it takes more than just speak in the name of Jesus, although the name of Jesus has all power, but I've I've stood and faced things sometimes, and I've said, Jesus, 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 until I was out of breath. And, and I know if I could probably see in the Spirit, there were things happening, but didn't quite see complete victory. I want to help somebody here today. I spent a short term, when I say short, it was short. AIM stint in the country of Peru a few years before all of you were even born. And I won't go into the whole story of what happened there. It was the moment I left, my grandmother passed away, and, and, and all kinds of stuff started happening. And all I was trying to do was obey the Lord. You talk about being excited. I was just excited as you were when you came to Urshan. It's like something I've been wanting and praying for, believing for. I was excited to go to Peru. I was going to be the reason the whole nation of Peru was saved. I mean, so excited. But it seemed like the moment I stepped foot off that plane, out of nowhere, a storm. This was the first time in my life that I saw fear. First time in my life. It, it, you talk about torment. I could lay my head down on my pillow at night and sleep through the night very well without being so afraid. And fear will make you act strange ways. I was 22 years old. I was a man. But fear drove this 22-year-old man to pick up the phone and call his mama and cry like a baby because I wanted mama to get me out of Peru and bring me home. I was scared. I might have been 22, but I felt five. I was so afraid. Torment. I couldn't think straight. 
mean, to me, everything was going wrong. To me, I had no future. To me, I was going to die in Peru. That's what fear does to you. Fear takes your mind and twists things. And the enemy, that's one of his greatest tactics. He liked to do that. And remember, I'm just trying to obey the Lord. I'm just trying to do the right thing. And thankfully, my mama didn't treat me like I was five. She treated me like a 22-year-old man. She said, Jonathan, I want you to go back to your room. You Bible quiz for 10 years. You've memorized a couple thousand verses. You go back to your room and you get your Bible out. And we didn't have, there was no app. There was no website to go to and, and search keywords. She just said, go back there and I want you to look through the pages of your Bible. And I want you to write down every verse where God gives you a promise. Every verse where God speaks against fear. That we've not been given the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. She reminded me of a verse she would teach me as a little kid. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. She said, go back to your room. And I want you to write down every verse you can find. Search the scriptures. Can I tell you something began to happen when I got back to my room. And I laid my Bible out on the bed. And I got a couple pieces of paper. And I got a pen. And I began to write down verse after verse. Oh yeah, I remember that verse. And I went and found it. And I write it down word for word. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. I remember that verse. And I begin to write it down. By the time 45 minutes or so had passed, I had written down three or four pages worth of scriptures. And so then I took those pages of scripture and I laid them down on my bed. And I pretended I was at North American Youth Congress. I pretended I was standing before thousands at General Conference. I pretended I had an audience of people out there. And I acted like I was the greatest preacher on the face of the earth. And I began to read those scriptures so loud that every devil in hell could hear me. I began to read every scripture telling me that I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Telling me that in all these things God has made me more than a conqueror. That God has not given me the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. And I read where yes in this world I will have tribulation but to be of good cheer he's overcome the world. And I begin to preach those scriptures and I begin to read those scriptures and let me tell you I couldn't tell what was happening in the Holy Ghost but I could feel there was something taking in place and by the time I got through those verses there was victory, fear had to leave, torment had to leave because God gave me a weapon and the weapon is not carnal but it is to fight supernatural storms you've been given weapons God has given you his word. And I want to tell that story today because somebody here needs to hear it. You need to go back to your dorm room today. You fought that devil long enough. You fought that. You lived in that storm long enough. You are an adult. God has placed his hand on your life. God has called you. God has ripped you out of this world and has put his hand on your life. And he said, I got a plan. And you're going to the other side. So do not fear. Somebody needs to go back. Get your Bible out and begin writing down scriptures and begin praying those scriptures and begin speaking those verses and you watch if the Lord doesn't bring deliverance and set you free I want somebody right now I want you to lift up your hands and lift up your voice and I want you to call on the name of Jesus I want you to call on the name of Jesus and I want you to believe him for victory in your life I want you to believe in for victory.